Welcome to the SBCA Podcast Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Welcome, everyone. On today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association, we are going to talk about digital tools. SBCA has a number of digital tools and resources that leverage the power of mobile technology. To talk with me about some of those today is SBCA's Managing Director, Molly Butts. Molly, welcome to the podcast. Sean, it's so great to be back. It's been too long. Yay. Yay. Well, let's start with everyone's favorite topic, risk management. <laughs> so Shooting exciting. high today. All right. Yeah, all right. right? <laughs> but all seriousness, SBCA yeah. has published its job site packages for well over 20 years now, and it's proven time and time again to be the most effective risk management tool in a component manufacturer's arsenal. But one shortcoming of the physical job site package is that there are typically only one copy delivered sure. to the job site. And yep. not everyone can benefit from its guidance because they might not see it. Yep. So several years ago, SBCA developed the electric job site package, but it's only recently kind of taken off. And I'm curious if you can start by sharing what the electronic job site package is, how it works, and some of its benefits. Absolutely. Yeah. Sean, <clears throat> I'm going to start by saying, I feel like I'm an anomaly. Maybe I'm not an anomaly. Maybe this will resonate with folks. I'm the girl that wants like the hard copy of the book and mm -hmm. she wants the Kindle version just in case I'm somewhere and I want to read through a few pages on my phone or in an airplane. So I really like that we have both options and much, much like I'm describing, I encourage folks to have both. And we can get a little bit more into that. But let me start by, since I think most people understand our paper job site packages, the electronic side of things. But I think about five, maybe six years ago, we endeavored to digitize the various documents, the B1, the B3, the B11, all the things that you think of as going into that plastic baggie into um, a portal online where you could go and get those out as a package and then supply them digitally. Mm -hmm. So really cool because first of all, it's going to give you tons more places to send that, right? You can send that to a building department if you need to put something with your submittal documents. You can send that ahead to the builder. You can send it directly to the framer if you have the option to do that so that they're seeing this information before they ever set foot on a job site. Molly, this is about proliferation, right? I mean, you can really hit everybody that you're working with as a component manufacturer with the digital version of the job site package. You don't have to worry that nobody sees it because you can send it to anybody and everyone. Paper the world with it if you want. Uh, absolutely. I mean, that, and that's what we want, really. We want you to create a package for a job site. And then anyone that might need to have that information should be seeing it. And you can send it more than once. So once you've created a digital job site package, whether it's a regular or a long span or a wall panel, that can go out multiple times. Now, of course, we do want you to create a new job site package for each location. So if you've got, you know, whole job sites, you need to have one for each. That's a great way to put it. You can really, quote unquote, digitally paper the world with them and ensure that everyone's had a chance to see that information, whether they're looking at it in an office, sort of getting their heads around it before they ever get out to the job site, or if they're looking at it on a, like on a phone or a tablet. I'm hearing more and more from our framing group that there are just more and more 
tablets and iPads and those kinds of things out on job sites. So this is making that content available there. And let me point one thing out. I think there might be a few people saying, I've seen the B1. I can't imagine trying to scroll around in that on a phone, right? Because it's 11 by 17 or larger and there's a lot on it. Yeah. So in order to do this, we actually reformatted all of those 11 by 17 documents into eight and a half by 11. And they look sharp on a phone and they are very easy to look at, very easy to scroll through. You're not trying to scroll around on an 11 by 17, which I think is pretty critical. Well, and one thing that somebody might not think about too is if you're looking at this on a tablet or another mobile device, you can actually zoom in then on a section too, right? So for those of us who maybe our eyesight isn't 100% <laughs> anymore, you can really zoom in on that thing to read something, right? Because there's a lot of fighting yeah. around. Absolutely. And we still have it available. It's in, in the eight and a half by 11 version. It's, of course, still available in English and in Spanish. So I think that's important to note, too. But, you know, one other thing I was thinking about as we've been talking here is that there's a little more to it. If you buy job site packages from the publications website, you buy 50 or 100 or 150 or 2000, however many you'd like. With this, you can choose one regular job site package today, one regular, one long span package later today. If you happen to manufacture steel trusses, you could pick a, a steel job site package. So you have a lot of flexibility there too without the investment necessarily in hundreds and hundreds of them. Again, I still recommend the paper and the digital. I think that's a critical piece, but I like the ability and the flexibility to do more than that. And we also offer a B1 only or a B1 and B3 because those are typically what get submitted for building departments. And so you don't have to send the whole job site package. You can just send only what you need. So really trying to hone in on how component manufacturers can best use the information and make that available through a website, which is very quick, super easy to use. My average demo when someone asks takes takes me longer to demo it than it takes to do the job. So really easy online system to use too, which is a big plus. So Molly, I mean, if somebody really just wanted to dip their big toe into this thing, they could just go on and start sending electronic B1s to as part of the submittals, right? And they could just yeah. try that and see how well that works. And then they can expand from there. Absolutely. We have a few component manufacturers that joined just for that purpose. I think that they've expanded since then and are enjoying the full capabilities. But I know that they came to us originally because that was something that they were being asked to do and they needed a better, easier way to do it. Molly, one other thing you mentioned is that there's an API with this. Like, Tell me a little bit about how that works and what's the benefit of that? Oh, man. Sean, the API is so cool. Okay. So for anyone out there, there's two ways to go about electronic job site packages. Either you can log in through the front end like you would through any other website, like Facebook, whatever, is your favorite news station, log in and get to what you need to get to. However, if you've got a little bit of programming prowess, then you can utilize our backend API. I'll tell you what, that opens up a lot more possibilities as a starting place. And I'll explain a little bit what I mean. So the API connects in the background with like sort of a little connector program, which is why you or someone needs to have that programming prowess. But basically what it does is say, hey, go over to, here to our system. And then I want you to, without me really even doing anything, log into the back end of the electronic job site package portal, grab the documents I need and shuffle them off to Buffalo over here on the side. And then we're going to use those in either as they stand, just as a document, but what I'm seeing other folks do with them is they're taking that those documents and they're putting them in with the rest of their construction documents. So 
you might get a packet from a component manufacturer that has, you know, a cover page that's got the job site information, contact information, information about hangers, all of the truss design drawings, the placement plan, all of that, along with the job site package information, the installation instructions, the safety instructions, all of that right there in one consolidated package that you could email, that you could print and send out to somebody. It's really opening up the ability for people to use this content in a totally different way than they've been able to in the past. Well, I think I mentioned it in the question. This is really about risk management, right? I mean, the job site package is an excellent tool to do that. And this is a process by which you can sort of double down and making sure that the right people have seen that information sort of verifies that like, no, they can't claim ignorance on this. It's clear that it was part of a a set of documents that they absolutely looked at. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a key piece too, right? You've sent it to several people via email. I mean, that's the nice thing about email, right? You can copy a few folks in the process and make sure it's in a lot of hands. It's going to be really hard for someone to say, oh, gosh, we just didn't get that. Well, if you got the trust placement plans and you got everything else that goes along with it and you understand that, there's no way you didn't get the electronic job site package information, too. Okay, so that's electronic job site packages. Certainly, there are other digital tools that CMs have at their fingertips today. A big one that I'm thinking of that we've talked a lot about is digital QC, right? Now that it's been available to members for coming up on a year now. I'm curious, what feedback have we received from users? And I'm also curious, like, how many CM locations are using it today? That's a great question. I'm going to actually start with your second question first to give you a sense for the kind of feedback we're getting. We have 270 plus locations currently in the system, Mm -hmm. which I think on its own really speaks to how usable it is, how approachable it is. I mean, I guess it helps that it's free, right? Like digital QC is free for component manufacturer members of SBCA. So Mm -hmm. absolutely phenomenal member value. But honestly, I'd pay a lot for this if I were a component manufacturer. It is so slick. I mean, okay, I'm going to say the thing. It's cool, right? Like it's not paper and pencil and clipboards and vellum paper. It's like I just took my tablet out into the production area and did my QC inspections and now I'm back in the office. Like it's really a fun, really modernized process now. And part of what makes it fun, to be totally honest, is it's just super quick. Everything about digital QC is very fast. I know we had a beta preliminary version out for a year or more and people were using it. And there were certainly some about frustrations of it being a little bit slow It was still doing some really cool stuff, but we understood that we needed to lighten up that whole back end, that whole programming to make sure that it was really running quickly and making users more efficient. And I'll tell you what, hands down, that is exactly what has happened. This newest version of digital QC is just lightning fast, really cool. You can import a couple different file types. Doesn't matter which of the design companies you're working with. There's just, I don't even know where to start, Sean. There's just so much to say about it. So the feedback we've gotten is good. And certainly seeing 270 manufacturing locations across the U.S. using it is a sign that this is not a flash in the pan. This is something that's going to be here to stay. And if you're not using it, you're quickly falling behind. Yeah. Uh, I know what also is new this year is that SPCA sort of further incentivizes the use of SPCRI's third-party QA. Can you talk a little bit about what SPCA is doing on that front? Yes, absolutely. That is a great point, Sean. I think So much of what we're doing right now is really trying to 
drive member value to our component manufacturer members. And I think this is one great example of a way that we are doing that right now today. If you are a member of SBCA and you are using Digital QC, so let me go back and remind you, Digital QC to use is free. And then you are also a member because you have to be a member to use Digital QC. You will now only pay $95 per location per quarter for your quality assurance inspections from SBCRI. That's a huge discount. Now, if you're an SBCA member and you're using something other than digital QC, then the cost has actually come down for that as well. So that will be 190 per location per quarter for quality assurance. And then non-members are going to have to pay for the service sort of flat out. So $400 per location per quarter for their inspection. So you can see there's a huge incentive to be a member of SBCA and be using digital QC. And really, this is all about the executive committees and, and the board's decision that like this is so important for component yeah. manufacturers to be using. It's such a game changer that they want to make it as easy as possible for everybody to use it. So they're almost virtually eliminating the fiscal investment into it, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, they to make it as absolutely approachable as possible, it was just a decision that we couldn't put a price tag on it right now. Honestly, it would probably be pretty high. And that's really showing that the value is so much higher that it had to be in people's hands. It had to be approachable. So, Okay. We so we have digital risk management. We have digital quality control. Yeah. We also have digital training tools, right? What's new that a CM should know about on the digital training side of things? Well, <clears throat> I don't want to let any too many cats out of the bag, but I do want to take a little opportunity to out oh, that our new financial management concepts training program is complete. It is available. It is also free for members. And honestly, a little birdie told me that you might be interviewing someone fairly connected to the financial training concepts program. So I'll let Kendall Hoyd do all of his own talking. But I will say this, and this will be far less than he'll say. It is a really great program. It is, I'm going to say it's big, and I don't mean big in that it's going to take you six months to get through it. Each of the videos is, I don't know, five minutes, maybe on the long end, seven or eight minutes. So you can sit down over a break at a lunch hour, whenever you've got a few minutes and watch one or even a couple of them. But I will tell you what, it is dense. That's what I mean by big. The amount of content that Kendall and his team managed to stuff into these videos, <laughs> it's really very phenomenal. I think anyone that is at all involved with any part of the financial side of their business should be taking these classes. The modules are just really, they're just chock full of things and you don't want to miss it, especially because it's free if you're a member of SBCA. So get online. It's very easy to find. It's actually right in the main navigation. So if you go to, oh gosh, it's a training, I believe, or you'll be able to see it's just right there. You can click on it and get into the main page. And then once you try to look at any of the videos, you'll be asked to log in, but you don't have to pay for them. You just have to have an account on the SBCA website. Yeah. Well, if anybody's listening and they're, they want to know a little bit more about that, definitely catch the next episode of this podcast where, I'll, yes, I'll be talking to Kendall Hoyd, sort of the author of that program, and he'll be giving a lot more detail on that. Excellent. <laughs> But hey, Sean, Molly. can I just add one more thing to that, though? We are actually reworking, and I hope I'm not letting too many cats out of the bag today. We are actually at SPCA reworking and looking at our entire training curriculum. Right now, Laura and I are working on our what was called trust manufacturing orientation. I think we might change that a little bit since we're going to be including more information about wall panels and some other things that aren't necessarily trusses. But then up next is probably in-plant basic training or even TTT level two. So 
I just want our listeners to know that we're really, our mind is really on the education that we can be providing for component manufacturers. Honestly, education we can be providing further out into the construction industry. So that is a big part of what is on my mind. I know it's on Jess's mind. We've been working on it and having conversations about it. And that is going to be something you'll be seeing. We can be talking about this numerous times over the next little while here. Molly, we're kind of out of time, but no, I, no. I know, right? It got so quick. I just want to make sure that we touch upon that It was since we're talking about digital tools and resources yeah. and whatnot, I'd sort of be remiss if I didn't talk about what we're doing with digital media. In addition to this podcast and the wonderful podcast you host, Lumber Connection, we're putting out an audio version of the industry's premier publication, SBCA Magazine. Now, let's just wrap up by talking a little bit about why are we doing that? I wish I knew. No, I'm just I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I am so totally kidding. We'd be remiss not to be doing that at this point. Obviously, these podcasts are very popular. I'm sure you have folks talk to you quite a bit about this particular podcast. Certainly when I have opportunities, people are telling me that they're listening to Lumber Connection as well. And I think it really just boils down to people don't have as much time to sit and read. And so they're really enjoying being able to listen to industry content for really the first time in their car, on the way to and from work, at lunch, or even while they're doing something that maybe doesn't require their absolute att attention at work, they can be listening to them as well. So it's a way for SPCA Magazine to just be that much more available to you in a method that might be more, more appealing than sitting down to read a magazine. So now you can listen. Yeah. Digest it anywhere you digest this wonderful podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Molly, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Sean. I love to do this. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also, consider subscribing to SBCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way, you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. This has been a Component Connection podcast. Brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com. <laughs>